Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I have a very fun episode today. Um, today I'm talking to uh, Brianna. She is a wonderful person, wonderful human being. I know I say that about all my guests, but it's true. I would not have them on my show if they weren't wonderful. And she is in Germany. She has been studying cosmetic science and cosmetic formulating which is so cool especially with organic product and we just have a really great conversation about what that is what that means and um i shit talk a couple of brands um and i also stumble a lot and my sentences make no sense um so this is a really really fun episode for me and as i'm recording this right now it is currently 1 11 p.m which is an angel number um, and if you're listening to this and if you needed a sign, you're hearing it. 111, okay? Um, so let's get into this episode. Let's get started. Hi, my name is Kate Luna, and welcome to And What About It, the podcast I made for me that I get to share with you. Okay, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How was Germany? Pretty good. I mean, it's been, you know, quite an adventure for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Learning a new language and, you know, like everything is just so different. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's been like a really good experience so far. And yeah, it's it's my new home. So, you know, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. So amazing. I'm so happy for you. I remember when um, we did that photo shoot over the summer and you were telling me about, you know, you weren't even sure if you were going to be able to go. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was like a couple weeks after that, you were like, okay, well, I'm going. Bye. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, oh, thank God. I remember like thinking that. A six month gap that like I couldn't see him because of the restrictions. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, as soon as there was, you know, an opportunity to get here, I was like, okay, I'm like out of here. So yeah, yeah. honestly. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's the exact, and I think I was telling you it's the exact same thing with my cousin and her boyfriend. Like she's been, she was pregnant over the summer. She spent her entire pregnancy alone because he was in Ireland. Oh and then it was like just yeah. in the nick of time three weeks before she gave birth he was able to come over that's um, so crazy yeah and now she has now <laughs> moved back to ireland with their new baby and the Aww. baby just got dual citizenship so exciting wow lucky baby i know i know i know um okay so uh today i'm so excited to be talking with you about this because i was uh because i talked to you about this a lot last time I saw you Mm -hmm. um but you are getting into like cosmetic formulating yeah so I ended up studying cosmetic formulating this was something that you know like I never really knew that this job ever existed Mm -hmm. Um, just something that came up after you know wanting to find my own skincare products for myself you know I had like a lot of problems with my skin and since I was a child, like I was using like so many different things on my face. Like, you know, like when you're a kid, you go into your kitchen and you put on like all kinds of like weird things like oatmeal and honey and egg. Yeah. <laughs> or like, like avocado, yeah. you mash up an yeah. avocado and you smear it on your face. Yeah. And then as you get older, you realize, you know, there's better things out there yeah. and then you try all these different products. But then like you realize that these products are maybe doing you more harm. And that's basically what happened with me. And then I just was like, you know, like, it's enough. Like, I want to find something that really works for me. And 
it ended up having to be that I had to make my own products to satisfy my own needs. So I ended up looking online to see if I could find, you know, maybe like a course or something to help me learn a little bit more. And I mean, I started off with YouTube, but like YouTube can only teach you so much. Yeah. And yeah, it wasn't enough. So I ended up finding a course online for cosmetic formulating and yeah, that's what I did. And I, I remember you telling me originally that, you know, because you also model, like you were going to, um, you know, like get facials done and whatever. And I think there was something happened where like you had like a reaction and you were oh, like, yeah. well, and why, and you were like, well, why is this happening to me? Like, like what, what, what exactly would you say was the, like, um, the big, like the beginning of just this whole journey of being like, okay, no, enough is enough. Like I need to, I need to like actually get my foot in the door of this. So yeah, I was going to, I guess it is like a medical, like esthetician. Um, and she would do facials on me. So like hydrofacials. And I also had microneedling done. And from day one, I mean, she was looking at my skin and she was trying to find out, you know, like what's, what's wrong? Like, do you have like an allergy to food? And then I ended up, you know, not eating wheat or not eating dairy or not eating meat and just testing all these different things. And then realizing that, okay, maybe it's not diet. Maybe it's something I'm putting on my face. So yeah, it was just all these things and just like a mystery of like not knowing what to do. And, you know, when you go to like an esthetician or like a doctor and nobody can tell you what's wrong, it's super frustrating. And yeah, yeah, you just, you're like at a loss. Like you don't know like what to do anymore. And it's on your face. And as a model, like you show your face, like this is Mm -hmm. like selling point and if your skin is horrible well who's going to want to hire you so yeah yeah, this is obviously a problem and I think there's a lot of people out there especially like in our day and age that have skin problems Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um it's it's pretty crazy like what and because I find that sometimes if you go because I went to a dermatologist once because I used to have like you know like borderline cystic acne um and I I went to an uh it was like a dermatologist and an esthetician and they told me they were like, Oh, well the problem is shea butter. Like you're putting shea butter on your skin. And I had like maybe one cream that had shea butter, but even after I stopped using it, it was like the problem still continued. And And then I went back and then they were like, okay, um, well here, like try this. And then they tried selling me like what their, offices were selling Mm -hmm. which is you know obviously something like super expensive and like full of like you know it's like all like none of it's natural yeah (laughs) which you know and then it's like okay I'll try this and then it's like that just ends up making it worse yeah it like it's like why are you selling me something that is just not gonna work and you know that you are I feel like they just they don't really know sometimes like sometimes doctors don't know and they they try to just prescribe you something that worked for someone else but Mm -hmm. there's so many different reasons why something could be happening with your face that they just can't categorize you and put you in one group where you know someone had an allergic reaction like maybe you are not going to have an allergic reaction or maybe it's something internal maybe maybe you can't eat this certain food like there's so many different reasons or maybe you're using a cream on your face with, I don't know, essential oils or something, and it's breaking you out. Like, there's so many different reasons why you could be having skin problems. And 
I feel like doctors don't personally know you. They don't know everything that you're eating, everything that you're using, what your lifestyle is. And this is the issue. Like they're trying to help you, but they don't know how you live your life. Mm -hmm. No, what you said that was really interesting to me was that you just brought up essential oils and how essential oils might be, you know, bad for your skin. It might be breaking you out. But for a very long time, and there are in so many products. Oh, yeah. Uh, essential oils are one of like the key ingredients but what like what have you learned just like through doing school and through testing these products like what have you learned or kind of just like the lies that the indus- industry like might sell people because I, I know that essential oils is one of them so uh, the thing is is with essential oils there's you know good things about them I mean they're very like potent oils they can do like great things but they're also very like hazardous <laughs> like actually they can cause like blistering on your skin if you use too much and this is why there's dermal limits when you're using um, essential oils and I mean a lot of people can just go to a pharmacy or wherever health food store and just buy essential oils and lather it on their skin and they don't understand that you're actually not supposed to use that much on your face because you can actually cause permanent damage to your skin wow. um, But these essential oils that, for example, are in products that are sold, like in retail, um, they have like certain limits. Although after using them over and over, what can happen is you become sensitive and it actually can, you know, impair your skin barrier as well. And this opens up so many, you know, terrible things for things to soak into your skin and cause further problems. So, yeah. I mean, if you have sensitive skin, I would just suggest not using essential oils on your face, period. Mm -hmm. And I know how hard it is to find a product that actually has no fragrance or essential oil in it. I've gone to Sephora. I've asked for something that is Mm non-scented. And even even some of the big brands that claim that they don't have all these additives in them and that they're clean for your skin have essential oils in them and all this fragrance. So it's like why if you're promoting that you don't have all of these additives so yeah that's the struggle it's it's hard to find something without fragrance in it period yeah um and what what are like yeah so what what are some of the other things that you've kind of just learned about you know just like the cosmetics industry because one thing that i you know like just me being a makeup artist and knowing a little bit about skincare and skin prep and that kind of stuff and also just knowing more about makeup in general is that um the like I feel like it's so crazy the things that are pushed especially on you know like women uh Mm -hmm. and and it's all and and I've I've always viewed skincare as like self-care you know like uh it like really just like taking care of yourself taking care of your taking care of your skin but I find that the way that um a lot of these big companies market it is very uh it's almost like picking on people's insecurities about themselves Mm -hmm. do you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yeah it's it's really quite frustrating but what I like about what I've been seeing with you is that you're very like um and just like well I'm excited just to see like what you know like happens with that but is that you're very focused on like like targeting problems and like healing and stuff do you think that most brands like start off that way and then kind of 
continue and then kind of, I don't know and then it ends up going somewhere else like what like what do you think about all of that um what I would say personally is that I mean I had an experience with my own skin and I feel like these big brands I feel like the person behind it was probably a business person mm-hmm. they didn't necessarily have a skin problem and need to fix anything. They were probably thinking, I want to have a brand. I want to make a lot of money. Let's, you know, make a cheap product, something with really good marketing and let's sell, sell, sell. And that's what I think those brands are about. And I feel like this is the problem because it, it it's like the products didn't come from a place that was genuine. It came from a place where, you know, their initial goal was to make a profit and this isn't helping the consumer, you know, that the consumer needs something that's going to benefit their skin and that's going to ultimately give them healthy skin. And yeah, I, I feel like, to be honest, it's, it's a sad reality. Like the industry is mostly marketing and that's how these products are sold. And this is why people buy them. I mean, there's some really big brands out there who are just copycats of some really, really cheap brands out there. And then they sell their products for like hundreds of dollars. And you look at the ingredient list. And since I've been formulating, I know the calculations. I know, you know, like the percentages of the ingredients that they're using. And you can just see that the ingredients that they have on there are either just like complete garbage or it's like, their key ingredients are not even like 1% of the formula. Like, like they're just like 0.02% of like this oil, which is going to make your skin younger and more youthful, beautiful. Like all these words are just pushed on us. And yeah, it's like we read what's on the label, but we're not really understanding, you know, the percentages that are actually in the product. Yeah. No. Do you think that, um, sorry, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? No, it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I was going to say, do you think that, you know, like these, uh, percentages and stuff like that, do you think that this should, this should be more like common knowledge for people? Well, I think it would be actually a good idea if, you know, brands could be more open about that mm-hmm. and, you know, show maybe some percentages or I don't know. It, it's kind of like, also, the consumer can easily find out the percentages if they are educated on it. So right. maybe it's actually a better solution. Maybe it's something that we need to, you know, learn ourselves. And right. we can turn over the package, read it, and evaluate, you know, like, if they're actually selling something that they're claiming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. Uh, what What are the other things that you've kind of just, like you know, discovered along the way? Because I, (laughs) what I was going to say is that um, just going back to what you're saying about, you know, like a big brand will copy like a cheap brand is uh, Mm -hmm. like very famously La Mer and Nivea Mm -hmm. have pretty much the exact same formula. Uh, which is like okay and I remember I remember when I you know because I remember I used to work at Holt Renfrew and I worked in the cosmetic section of Holt Renfrew and I worked for one of the most expensive brands that we had there and I remember there was like lip balms that they would be selling like just like rose scented lip balms that they would be selling for $60 yeah that was the cheapest thing that we had was a $60 fucking <laughs> lip balm 
Yeah. And I think the most expensive thing that we had was a $1,700. This is like literally more than my rent at the time. It was a $1,700 face mask. It was like a mud mask. $1,700. And, you know, and their reasoning behind it is that, you know, oh, it's like this special type of mud that's only found here this specific time of the year. And you're listening to it and you just know. You're like. Yeah, come on. Yeah, but somehow you can package hundreds of thousands of these bottles. Like, if it's that rare and special, you know, makes no sense. I mean, I think that there is a market for people who just want to have something that other people can't have. And this is the same with like cars, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can buy like a Porsche if you want, but if they go and they lower the price, you know, people who have a lot of money, they don't want something that everyone can have. Like they want something that's special. And I think that's, you know, that's the selling point for these really expensive products people just want something that others aren't going to be able to afford and this makes them feel special so I think it has nothing to do with what's inside the package it's literally just a marketing scheme and people fall for it because they want to and this is their lifestyle so Mm -hmm. you know somebody wants to go and pay 200 for their new cream that you know is the same as the 15 dollar cream at choppers go ahead you know like if that makes your day but it's it's kind of like silly you know it's like you can buy the most expensive product and it just has regular ingredients in it like it's not it's not going to be like this amazing cream that fixes all your wrinkles and everything like everybody knows that even if you buy like an anti-wrinkle cream it's not actually doing much. Like you can't, you can't get rid of wrinkles like that unless you're going to yeah. go and have like an actual surgery at like a plastic surgeon's office. You're not going to get that from a cream. It's just yeah. not going to happen. You maybe can have more hydration in your skin, which will make it look like, you know, these fine lines are smooth and all of this, but you're never going to get rid of those wrinkles unless you go and get something physically done to your face. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> people have to think about that. Yeah, uh, and what are some of these like? Uh, you know, you like I think you just use the word like basic ingredients. Like, what what would be for somebody who might not know? Like, what what you know? What are the things that people should be looking for, and what are the things that people should be staying away from? So, I mean, it really depends on the product that you're talking about. For example, like we can talk about. Um, like a basic moisturizer. Right. So in a basic moisturizer, you would start off with water, usually is the first ingredient, which is good. I mean, you need water in it. And then after that, you would have um, maybe like some oils. Um, And oils are something that you have to be a little bit careful about. For example, like you were saying, shea butter, you know, is a very thick butter and you probably don't want that on your face mm-hmm. coconut oil you probably don't want that on your face either avocado oil you wouldn't want that on your face either mm-hmm. but if you go for thinner oils something like rosehip safflower um what else is there hemp seed oil these are actually very thin they penetrate into your skin more and you know they're they're less likely to cause um clogged pores mm-hmm. so it's really important to make sure that, you know, you check what's in the bottle before you purchase it because 
the oils are a problem. You can also get like silicones and I mean, there's natural silicones that you can buy, which are mimicking basically um, like olive oil and um, they're very thin. They're kind of like hemp seed oil and things like that. So, you know, you can really go for silicones that are natural and also uh, go for those light oils. And after that, I mean, you would also be able to find, you know, like extracts in there that could help with your, you know, any other problems that you might have. For example, like if you're looking for something that would be um, maybe like anti, not anti-fungal, but like, um, I'm blanking on the word, <laughs> um, like anti-irritant. So this, this would really help. Like, for example, if you have acne, and you need something that, you know, would help with like um, any like bacteria in your skin, you could find like extracts from plants that would help with that. It would make your skin a little bit, um, it, it would just help your skin fight off, you know, any kind of like bacteria that's growing on your skin. So that's something that you could look out for. And also there's emulsifiers and things that are in your product. So an emulsifier is basically what binds the oils and the water together. And so those are always going to be in your, you know, normal facial creams. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's just like a normal ingredient that you would find on the list. Um, you wouldn't probably necessarily know that that's an emulsifier, but that would be in the product. Um, yeah, so like those would be like the main ingredients that you would find. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you know, there would be like maybe some fragrance that you could find on there, but that's the stuff that you want to stay away from. And unfortunately, yeah. that's the part that's really hard. Yeah, fragrance <laughs> is everywhere. Everybody wants their stuff to smell nice. Yeah, so, and that's the thing, like I've also like, when I've made like my own products and I use my products on my face, I also have other people, you know, trying them and just seeing like how they like it. And what I've noticed is the first thing that they do is smell it. And then yeah. they ask, why doesn't it smell like anything? <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, like that's the thing. I feel like people are so used to smelling something and they don't actually know that it's harmful for their skin. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe this is actually an issue that people are just not educated on it. But yeah, I, I think it's almost just like a human nature thing. Like, you know, like, I think it's just like yeah. an instinctual thing that humans do. Like they go and they smell something and based on whether on how it smells, it tells you if it's yeah. really bad, you know, but that's not, yeah. that's not really the case, I guess, with mm -hmm. a lot of things. Like with food, if you smell it, you, you know. Oh, yeah. You're used to it, but, <laughs> you know if you like it. <laughs> yeah, but if I, but it's different if it's something that is going on you topically. <laughs> Yeah, so I think anything like with your face, you should stay away from fragrance. But yeah, it's difficult. But on your body, your skin is different. It's, you know, not thin and on your body, it's fine. So yeah, yeah I wouldn't worry about fragrance on your body. What do you think about alcohols? Like I know that there's alcohol in a lot of products, but then there's also like denatured alcohol. And like I, I only recently became aware of the difference. Um, yeah. But what, what do you think about that? So there's basically two different things. So there's like the alcohol that could be part of your emulsifier. So like cetyl alcohol. Mm -hmm. uh, and this, this isn't actually a problem. Like you might actually need this in your product. Mm -hmm. um, and it's such a tiny amount that it doesn't really do much. Um, and then the other alcohol could be for preservatives. So yeah. 
there's a lot of companies who, you know, go out and they, they use alcohol as a preservative or to help, you know, stabilize like the whole formula. And this can be very drying to your skin and it can cause a whole bunch of problems with your skin. So it's definitely something to stay away from. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, hard to do that because yeah. even when I went to Sephora, I asked if there was any like alcohol free products and the lady said to me no we don't actually have anything without alcohol unfortunately what? yeah and i was completely shocked so nothing that's fragrance free and nothing without alcohol but to me this was like mind-blowing like i just didn't understand when was uh, that this was actually maybe like six months ago but this was in germany so oh, i don't know okay. they, they had different products than what like i've seen right um in canada and and they also had less products in the natural section, which I was very surprised about because Germany is actually pretty big for natural products. Mm. Uh, maybe, you know, in the United States and in Canada, they just have more inventory. I'm not too sure about that, but yeah. And what do you, what do you think is the like correlation between natural products and also uh, being eco-friendly? Because I think that that's right now is the huge boom that's happening is that mm -hmm. eco-friendly beauty, you know, and I talked about this with Linda, who, um, who is the founder of, uh, Life Lashes. We were talking about that, but, um, uh, yeah, like I, cause I think, I think those two things kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, for sure. Like natural products are what people want. Like people want to see something natural, that they're putting on their skin. Mm -hmm. And this just like goes back to, you know, like how we've grown up. Like we love like nature and, you know, like people love to like have flowers and like gardening and being outdoors. And, you know, people, people love like animals and plants and just nature in general just makes you feel like so much more peaceful and just grounded in life. And, mm -hmm. you know, we also, we want to see like where our food is coming from and, everything that is like attached to nature just makes you feel like it's better. And yeah. this is, this is true. Like it, it is better. I would say, you know, sometimes there's some plants that, you know, you just don't want to put on your face and you know, these plants don't like us and we don't like them. And like, that's just normal. Um, but there's a lot of great things about, you know, like natural products for your skin and natural can do a lot of great things for you. So yeah, and when you talk about eco-friendly and, you know, sustainable, this is really important because look at our planet, like, look at our oceans, they're full of trash, and, you know, this is, like, a place where we want to grow up and have, like, children and, you know, have them living in a place that's clean and, you know, like, the world is able to, like, keep going, <laughs> you know, if we just keep cluttering our world with garbage, who's gonna, you know who's going to clean up this mess? Like we have to, you yeah. know, be responsible. So I think with beauty, the, the whole beauty industry, they're it's so, so wasteful. <laughs> like you buy a product and there's like a box around it and then you put it in a bag as well and you bring it out of the store. It's just so much stuff that we just don't need. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to, you know, stop using the extra packaging that we don't need and, recycle whatever we're using and also if if an if a big company can spend the money to produce 
all these products and have like this big company and put their products in Sephora, I'm pretty sure they can afford to go and get sustainable packaging. Yeah. You know, so that's that's definitely true. Even like um, even like recycling um, glass. Yeah. Like I always just assumed that you could recycle all glass. But that that's not even true either. Like even with your with your packaging that you get in your your beauty buys, like some of that isn't even recyclable. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, there's even some plastics that, you know, you you can't do anything with Mm -hmm. going into a landfill or into the ocean. And that's it. So, yeah, it's really important if you're going to be a beauty brand to, you know, be responsible and package your products in something that's sustainable and you know that's going to go in that life circle and give something back to the planet because if we just keep destroying the planet it's obviously going to be bad for us and everything else on the planet so yeah do you think there needs to be more just like a kind of more awareness about you know just the things that we're talking about now because I I only if if I wasn't in the makeup industry I would not be interested about l- learning <laughs> about any of this like where my products are coming from what is good that's in my product what I should be looking out for um like I wouldn't go in and seek that out but do you think that it is kind of like the public's responsibility to do so I think this is like a social problem mm-hmm. because for example when I was a kid and I was in elementary school we had this recycling program so we had these people come in and they were teaching us how to recycle so like after our lunches we would you know put our stuff in like the proper bin and we would like wash it out and everything mm-hmm. and I think it was after like three months of this recycling program going on the the school board decided you know it was too time consuming it was too expensive and you know let's just go back to our old ways and basically it was everything in one trash can and out the door so i think you know people are just so lazy and you know they just want the money for themselves and they're not thinking about the environment they're not thinking that you know there's other people that will be here after them so this is something that maybe it would be really great if schools could teach this stuff to kids because kids are the future. And if people don't understand how to recycle and they don't know why they should recycle, why would they do it if they're just living their lives the way that they normally did before? Mm-hmm. So this is something that has to be you know, educated to everyone so we understand what we're doing and you know, how we can make things better for ourselves and the planet yeah like it's not just our garbage mm-hmm. that we need to worry about it's yeah literally everything that we use yeah. in our lives down to the stuff that we're putting on our face and there's such a huge like the like the amount of and I always say I, I always say I kind of relate this back to TikTok but I think that the skincare boom started last year with TikTok and all these uh, people on TikTok, you know, recommending like all these dermatologists on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's insane. The the I, I feel like skincare just went through the fucking roof. 
like that it just blew up because I remember back in like 2015 2014 2015 2016 that was like the Kylie Jenner era of like people being obsessed with lip kits and (laughs) you know even she talked about it like in her show she talked about the amount of waste and the amount of garbage that she would find um, you know, just going through, uh, like all, you know, like all the Chinese markets yes. and, and selling all these like counterfeit products. And she yeah. was like, you know, this is, there's like poison in this, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and people want it just because it's, but I feel like the way that she talked about it was more, oh, there's garbage in this. Uh, it's bad for you. So buy my stuff instead. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't really like, this is an issue that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's even big products out there that are, you know, full of like just shitty ingredients. Mm -hmm. Like I was reading actually the label of like one of my cleansers that, you know, I've loved for so long. And then I I found out there was like microplastic and I was like, what? Why is there microplastic? Yeah. I guess there's microplastic in it because it just makes the product thicker and it's cheaper. Mm. But if we think about it, like I wash my face with that, it goes into the water and then that probably goes back into us or somewhere in the ocean and it probably causes cancer. So it's like, yeah, like there's things that we just don't know really about. And, And I wouldn't have known that this was microplastic until I researched what it was because all of these ingredients are under these strange names and you know the average person isn't going to go and type up all these ingredients online the ingredient list is like massive like there's like so many ingredients in one product and I feel like they do it on purpose so that you won't read the list because there's some things in these products that you're like okay like what was the point of this like you maybe just added like a little drop of this in it just Mm -hmm. to make this ingredient list long and yeah I feel like that's what they do and yeah unfortunately if you don't know what these ingredients are right off the bat you have to just look it up and find out for yourself before you purchase something like that so which the average person isn't going to do anyway so that's the reality yeah I think that they need to make that kind of information more understandable uh, for people, I guess, because yeah, the average person isn't gonna look up whatever the fuck it is, you know. But honestly, like they should just be responsible and not use it in the first place. Yeah, so many other ingredients that you can use, and there's reasons why there's better ingredients out there to replace these crappy ones. But these companies, they're just looking for a big profit, so that's why they use it. And this this isn't right and you know big companies really need to think about it and fix this because it's like all of like the little guys like these little companies that are trying to make a difference they don't have as much capital as these big companies and these big companies obviously they can give you know cheaper prices for their products and it's like a competition you know between like the little guys who are trying to do the right thing and then the big guys who are just money hungry so you know these money hungry guys need to maybe just think about like the environment and what they're doing and change it because after a while consumers are going to figure it out and they're just going to be like okay like I'd rather pay you know like an extra three or five dollars to have something that's better for the environment and Mm -hmm. I feel like it's already happening now like I feel like a lot of people 
are going for like organic and you know certified products all natural and I feel like you know starting to change so there's definitely a huge shift Mm -hmm. in the conversations that people are having with surrounding you know their products and what they're buying and um and that sort of thing I definitely see that for sure um it it was even I remember when I I was um because you know I worked for Estee Lauder and I uh was working I, I went to one of the Sephora's and I think that that one day they had launched you know uh Tower 28 oh no I don't have you heard of that brand Tower 28 no I actually haven't they they have some good things and they have some uh some other things that are not particularly great and I'm just gonna pull up right now um the one thing that everybody in the store was talking about it everyone was like why is this real (laughs) um this one product it is the tower but they're they're a makeup brand they're like a makeup slash skincare brand they're one of those like a uh like kind of hybrid brands okay so the tower 28 sos spray it's called Save Our Skin Daily Rescue Facial Spray. Oh, those facial sprays. Yeah. Is it going to give me the ingredients this year? Because it's, uh... Okay, so it says, um, what can I expect? Healthier skin, uh, calm, happy, soft skin. Um, it is a soothing, purifying, repairing daily rescue spray for angry, stressed out skin. 100% natural dermatologist tested clinically proven so i was actually um listening to somebody talking about this that dermatologist tested does not mean dermatologist recommended and that kind of took me for a loop when i when i read that is it going to give me the ingredients list because that's what i want to see i'm trying to find it as well Um... okay it says in it is electro- electrolyzed water, sodium chloride, and hypochlorous acid. So it's just three ingredients. Yeah. How much is this is my question. It's $28. <laughs> yeah. This was definitely it's, you know, a steal it's, <laughs> for them. It's salt water. Oh no! It's like, like I, I remember we were all talking about it when we were, <laughs> when we were in the store, and we were like, "What is this product that we're selling for freaking thirty goddamn dollars?" Oh my god! Like, and it's and it's salt water. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you, yeah, you're, 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 you spray it on, and you're selling it, and it actually smells like a pool. But on your face, on to your put face. salt on your face. Yeah. That's horrible. I know. So ba- Wait, what were the claims? Did they say it was like moisturizing or something? Like, please tell me that they did. Okay, uh, the claims. Okay, so it says our skin goes through a lot: blemishes, flaky skin, makeup, sweat. Not to mention environmental aggressors like dirt, pollution, UV exposure, and temperature changes. I think salt is gonna help. <laughs> think <laughs> of SOS as your happy solution to angry skin, and there's a reason it works. It's inspired by you. 
The hero ingredient, hypochlorous acid, is naturally found in your white blood cells, which helps fight and defend your body from harmful bacteria and inflammation. When applied to the skin, hypochloric acid triggers an immune boost, which signals your body to repair and heal irritated skin. This unique solution is pH balanced with 4.5 and formulated for facial skin, but is safe to use on all ages anywhere on your skin. Apparently, it has received the National Eczema Association. Oh, come on. Okay, all I have to say is I feel like someone was paid off a lot. <laughs> like, a lot. <laughs> this makes no sense. Honestly, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, was the, that was the general idea when, when, we want, when they launched that. Oh, no. Yeah. But the fact that they actually, like, wait, you said it was dermatologist recommended? It said that it's dermatologist tested. Tested. Yeah, which is yeah, not the same not as dermatologist recommended. I mean, if they're saying dermatologist tested, can't that just mean that, like, you know, maybe a dermatologist tested it, but we don't yeah. really know if they liked it or not? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what that means. It just means that they have tested the product but it was so I, I, yeah, somebody who I was um, talking to was saying that you want to look for a dermatologist recommended, not tested. Yeah. It's um, like, it's like another marketing thing. It's fucked. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. This um, is like just, I can't even believe. <laughs> and the, wait, you said eczema it, that, that it was like approved by like some eczema. Yeah, I've n I've never heard of this before, but it has received the National Eczema Association's oh, okay. seal of acceptance. Okay, so now we know that the seal of, of acceptance means garbage. So. Yeah. Oh no, that's yeah. horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's oh goodness. Um. Okay, so we're coming up on forty minutes here. Um. So before we. <laughs> go uh is there anything that you would just like any final messages that you would like to put out um or something that you would like people who are listening to know like anything that you want to still have on your mind well I mean I wish that I could you know recommend something for skin out there but unfortunately I personally haven't found anything that I would want to use on my face mm -hmm. yet um but I can say that you know if you're looking for a facial moisturizer just stay away from like those heavy oils like try to look them up like you can easily you know google search oils and find out like what's you know like a heavy oil for your skin and what's a light oil um other than that if you can find a product for your face without fragrance, you know, fingers crossed that maybe you can, you know, pick it up and, you know, try it out. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, other than that, I would say, you know, facial mists are, you know, the biggest scam. I know that, you know, like people just love to like spray these like lovely, like coconut, bamboo <laughs> smelling products mm -hmm. on their skin. But you're just paying for water in a bottle and yeah, it's just not doing you any good. And also, you know, like the last thing I can say advice wise is, you know, keep it simple and use like a cleanser, use 
a, a moisturizer and that's about all you need you know maybe you need like a peeling or something like if you happen to have like like acne or anything like I think personally exfoliating can be pretty great like once a week it's something that you know like can really help with like cell turnover so if you can you know get a peeling I feel like that would be something that would help um but yeah other than that like I said keep it simple and also you don't need to spend a lot of money on an eye cream um eye creams are basically just more expensive face creams <laughs> so you know use your face cream under your eyes save a little bit of money but I know it's fun to have like all these different products and stuff and try them out you know I've done it too and you know I love to have like different things I can put on my face so like I totally get it um but yeah you don't need to spend a lot of money to have good skincare and I think that's something that everyone should know so yeah <laughs> and you know what that is that um yeah that was like i said i should talked a lot oopsies um but you know it's fine everybody has their opinion um you guys should definitely follow uh brianna on instagram i'm gonna tag her in my instagram post if you're not following me on instagram it is at k luna l-u-n-a-u um and yeah i hope that everyone has a great day if you're listening to this on apple Podcasts, please leave a review let me know what you think um share on social media so i can find it and i can follow you and tag you um and thank you guys so much for your support um i was actually checking my analytics and i think i have over 20 countries now that people are listening from and it's 70 percent canada which is really cool. So 30% of my listeners are outside of Canada, which I think is just so dope. Um, yeah, uh, and hopefully we get to add more countries to that list. That would be sick. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much, and I hope that you have a beautiful, wonderful day. Bye.